Hello health champions, welcome back to another episode of The Taboo Doctor, previously known as A Slice of Health. This is the health podcast where no subject is off the table and we answer all the taboo health questions that you've always been afraid to ask. Join me and my friends from all over the world as we demystify healthcare and wellness. It is our aim to turn you into a health champion wherever you go as you slice health fact away from health fiction. Make sure you tell a friend or two to join the revolution. Follow us on social media and also watch the recordings of all our episodes on our YouTube channel, Taboo Doctor. Don't forget that this episode in no way replaces advice from your own healthcare worker or physician. Please be reminded that all the views shared on the podcast reflects the personal and professional views of our guests. I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you on the other side. Hello health champions, welcome back to another episode of The Taboo Doctor. On today's episode, I am joined by Michelle and we're going to be talking about her psoriasis skin journey. Um, And it's really great to talk to her about this because psoriasis and skin conditions can sometimes be taboo in healthcare and also in black health as well because people sometimes feel, oh, what is that on your skin? What, you know, what, what is going on there? So I'm really, really glad that she's joined us today to share her journey with us. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Thank you so much for reaching out and for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. So tell us a lot about yourself. A lot. Okay. So Michelle is my name. Uh, I'm 25. I live in Nottingham. I have psoriasis and um, I've had it. I just use, I just tell people I've had it all my life because I got it when I was seven. So that's pretty much a large portion of my life. So I just say I've had it all my life. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us more about you before we jump into psoriasis. So what do you do in Nottingham? Or what do you do for fun? You were just telling me about your amazing new little kitty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah honestly at the moment for fun all I'm doing is just spending so much time with the cat mm-hmm. because um at the moment uh, I'm not working because I was shielding before and then mm-hmm. now I'm not really sure what's happening so I'm still kind of out of work mm-hmm. so I just spend you know a lot of time with the cat I go to my friend's house quite a lot until they're asking me like um what are your plans for going back home um, are you staying or <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm all right here, I'm fine. But, yeah, um, yeah. I do go back to my own place occasionally, but I'm just been chill- pretty chilled out this year because of you know the virus. And yeah, yeah, it has been a very strange time for a lot of people. Um, and I think especially with shielding, with isolating, and even for people who are still working, whether they're working from home on a laptop yeah. or going into the workplace, a lot of the social systems that we've had to support ourselves and to support our mental health mm-hmm. hasn't really been there. How have you found that, especially with having to to shield? How have you found that that whole process? Um, you know, when you know they started speaking about the virus and stuff, I li- did not. As someone who's got a um, com- compromised immune system, you'd think I would be the first one to be like, oh, guys, everyone. I didn't take it seriously at first. I was just thinking, oh, you know, there's been bird flu, swine flu, and I survived all of that, so mm. it's fine. And luckily at the time, my mom um, 
well not luckily she just broke her ankle so she came to yeah. stay with me because uh, I live in a flat so there's no steps or anything so in terms of like uh, interaction and socializing I felt okay because she was there yeah, yeah. So even when I did start shielding when I had to uh, resign from my job I um, stayed well she stayed with me so we were together for quite a while but then you know she did go back home so it is it's like you said it's been just so strange sometimes I wake up and I'm just in shock that this is how this year has been yeah it's just been really bizarre it has been it's been very surreal um yeah. and um like what you said about people who are still working mm-hmm. so at the time my boyfriend was still in work he was mm-hmm. still required to go to work but I'm shielding so that was another thing where it's like you want I want to see you but I don't want yeah. to like, catch anything so yeah it it's just been really it's been a hard year yeah it's definitely it's been so surreal so bizarre um it's taken its toll on all aspects of our lives hasn't mm-hmm. it um, yeah, yeah and, and I think it, you know it's it's definitely one for the record books and you know for our generation as well it's probably the only time that something like this is gonna happen Imagine telling someone a couple years from now that, oh, yeah, we're in lockdown for almost a year. It's just like, how? Yeah, it's it's so it's so surreal. Yeah, I, sometimes I still don't I, I still don't believe that we're living through that yeah. we're living through this mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the things that have become like a norm for us now. I now just automatically know that okay, if I'm leaving the house, where's my mask? Mm. I never had to think of any of that. Where's my sanitizer? Where are my gloves? Where's all my things? But that's just the new norm now. It it really is. Yeah, I've got I've got two sets of masks just hang, hanging next to the door <laughs> on a on a little hook so yeah. that if I leave the house, I can yeah, grab it. Yeah, so it's such it's such a strange time. And you talk, you you know, you mentioned about having to shield um and mm-hmm. about your your um compromised immune system. Could you tell our our listeners a little bit about that for people who don't know what that means? Um. So because of the psoriasis it's basically my immune system that is malfunctioning so currently my immune system is weak anyway because of the psoriasis and then the medication that I was on at the time Mm. suppressed my immune system even more and that's why I had to um, my doctor told me that I should uh, shield because if I was to catch the virus it would affect me much harsher than Mm. it would just someone who's in perfect health Mm. So, yeah, shielding, just had to stay at home pretty much indoors and um, just try to keep my immune system up because I get ill pretty much all the time. Mm. I had to be always making sure I'm not, you know, just drinking Lemsip just for the sake of it. Oh, gosh, yeah. Never know. (laughs) Oh, wow, wow, wow. So... Tell us, Michelle. So you said you got diagnosed when you were a child. So you were you were quite young at the time. Do you remember much much of that process or much of that journey in terms of the journey to diagnosis? I remember bits and bobs, and then some of the gaps were filled by my mom, who obviously was in charge of like my care at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember the mm-hmm. first time I ever got a psoriasis patch well at the time it was just a spot Mm. which nobody thought anything of it even I didn't I would keep scratching it but 
it wouldn't go away and it would still be itchy but then you know nobody thought anything bad until that spot then eventually turned into like the psoriasis patch the little plaque and at that point that's when concerns started to rise like oh what's going on then you know out of nowhere the patch just well not that patch all the patches just spread so then it was all over my body at this point and that's when you know panic started to set in because like I said um, I was born in Zimbabwe so you know back then nobody was really knowing about psoriasis or any anything like that so my mom has told me that um, a lot of family and relatives and family friends because of culture and tradition in Zimbabwe they wanted me to go the route of trying a lot of traditional and herbal medicines wow. you've gone to this tree and got this leaf have you tried this have you tried that so I yeah I remember bits and um it's actually funny there's a time when I was asking my mom did I ever like have to lay in a bathtub of something that was not comfortable for me until I cried. Cause I remember that, but I don't mm. remember if, is it a real memory or not? Mm. And that's when she confirmed it to me that it did happen. Somebody advised her to, ha to have me soak in a bathtub full of like lemons and lemon peels. And I don't know where, how, but you know, she tried and obviously the pain for me back then was just so unbearable that I all I remember is that I was in pain yeah. so because the diagnosis came when I was so young I didn't really have much understanding of what was happening but I have very limited like memories of certain things back then yeah yeah definitely and it's so interesting how our brain flashes back to so many memories and yeah. sometimes we're not so able to patch them all together especially mm -hmm. when they're experiences that have been traumatic because yeah, I can imagine definitely. me you know having patches on your skin that you've been scratching so some of them might have been broken or open That's and then it. lying down in you know a bath full of lemon it must have been long oh I all I remember I don't I can't, I can't feel the pain but I can remember it hmm. it's so strange that when my mom confirmed, I thought, oh, I'm so glad I'm not going crazy because I wasn't yeah. sure if that actually happened or if it's just my brain, you know, making something that didn't happen. Gosh, wow. So how did, how did from listening to your mom's story in terms of going through the herbal roots, and that's something that, you know, I think in African communities, we do a lot. And we, we even in educated communities, we still try to say, well, why yeah. do you try this herb? Or why do you try this yes. juice? Or why do you try this mixture? As opposed to saying, why don't you just go see a doctor mm -hmm. and have a conversation about what is going on? So how did your mom then get to that point where a doctor then saw you and said, actually, this, this condition has a name and this is how we mm -hmm. try to manage it? Um, she said that she just got to a point where she was no longer comfortable with trying these methods because of the pain or the discomfort. So she just thought, let's just, it's out of our hands now. We have mm -hmm. to go and seek medical attention. And that's when, you know, we finally are hearing this diagnosis. I'm like, sorry. Because back then we used to call it psoriasis because no mm -hmm. one knew that the P is silent and all of that. It was just mm -hmm. bizarre to find out all of this stuff. But she was saying that it was a relief because she finally like knew 
okay, this is the problem. Okay, we now have a problem and there's a solution. So you can kind of, you can go forward when you know what's going on. So it, it has, it, it, I'm glad she finally, you know, let go of the, yeah. try to drink this or take that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that is, that what you just said is so important as well, because when, we're not sure about what is going on when we then have a name it kind of, it, it gives it a sort of validation that yeah. what i'm experiencing is first of all it's not in my head second mm-hmm. of all it's not only me that is going through this there's a yeah. community of people that are going through this as well yeah. and even if there is no cure uh, at least i can identify what is going on and i know what the problem is yeah. if you were to talk to mums who were in a similar situation as to where your mom was because even here in the uk there's still mums who in yeah. their community something's wrong with their child or something's yeah. wrong with themselves the aunties will say, oh, no, it's, you've not tried this or you've not fed her this or you've not done this. What would you say to them about actually saying, just put a pause on what the aunties are saying and see a doctor? You know, I think it's very, like, hard to kind of give a straight answer because I'm not a parent to anybody. I don't know, you know, people's parenting styles and all of yeah. that but I think the only thing that I would be able to do if I was in a situation where I could speak with mums is to just tell them what I've experienced and hope that that can make them think of a different route because yeah. whilst I'm not saying oh herbs don't work or all these some do but sometimes you're causing more harm yeah. than good so I think the only thing I would be able to do is just share my story and just hope for the best yeah 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 because even though I went through all of that I I don't I don't know I don't feel like it's really affected me or made me look at my mom differently or think oh why why I never never had those thoughts of why did you do that because I know she tried to your best interest yeah it was in my best interest and she was the only person even now I'm 25 and my mom still comes to my doctor's appointments she's like I'm coming oh that's so sweet I've got work cancelled now yeah so yeah no I think it would I would just share my story and hope that you know it helps yeah yeah definitely and I think telling stories really really helps and people are so much better able to identify with stories as opposed to a lecture as opposed Uh to telling them what to do as well tell us for people who don't know what is psoriasis and how does it affect you um the way I define it I just define it as my immune system just plotting against me. Mm. <laughs> That's usually the way that if someone asks, it's the quickest way I can kind of say it without having to get technical. But um, yeah, it's, it's my immune system attacking healthy skin cells, basically. So, you know, regular, I don't like saying reg. I don't know the word to replace. I usually say regular or normal. I don't like to say that because I'm not saying I'm not regular or normal, but yeah the healthier person Mm -hmm. I'll say um you know their skin reproduces after like a month or whatever but mine just reproduces way quicker than the average person so some people's skin just reproduces and stuff within like 28 days but mine sometimes can do it overnight which is why then you know the patches are showing up on my skin um 
Yeah. And did you say how it affects me? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, it affects obviously a lot of things. It's like, mm. you know, your my, my own physical image of myself. So that's always on my mind. There's what it's doing to me, like mentally. Um, I would say currently I'm at peace with it. I'm okay with it. I know it's there. It's not going anywhere. I've tried different medications um, and I'm, I'm okay with it. But sometimes in terms of like self-esteem, I do look at myself differently sometimes. Or if, well, before lockdown, let's say when I, my friends would say, oh, let's go out to this place. I would just have such a nightmare trying to figure out what can I wear that doesn't show my skin or yeah. what can I wear that doesn't show too much or I always just say to my friends well in the club the lights will be off right so no one will see me mm-hmm. it's like always having to anticipate what some what someone might say or how they might look at me which I've been fortunate I've not really ever had any like bad negative comments face to face but I think because of the psoriasis now, I it's made me a little bit paranoid that I always think somebody's looking at me or, okay, even if someone is looking at me, I would never think, oh, maybe they're looking at me because they like my shoes. I'll think it's my skin. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, there's nothing else that they could be looking at. And also the psoriasis is on my scalp as well. And it has um, like affected my hairline. Some, some parts of my hair has fallen falling out which you know as a as a woman it's a bit it's yeah, not, yeah it's, it's a bit hard that's one thing I'm currently like struggling with quite a bit because I like to have my natural hair out I like to do different styles but I feel like now I'm being you know I have no choice but to have my wig on because if I don't if someone looks at me I just think oh no they've seen my hairline oh, like, uh, how can someone think I'm attractive when, you know, hair's missing and I've got patches everywhere? So it it definitely affects the way that I, I look at myself and the way I look at others as well because I'm always expecting or waiting for someone to, like, judge me or say something, and that's never happened. So I don't know why I keep thinking it's going to happen. So I think it messes with your head quite a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what you said is is so true though, because I think as women, in as much as we we try to talk about, oh no, everybody has to be strong, but everybody still has an insecurity somewhere. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, especially with our appearance and mm-hmm. and especially as a black woman as well, our hair is so important. Oh, don't get me started. It is, it is. And you know, I I got to a stage finally where I was like, you know what? I love my natural hair. I love these curls. I love how thick it's got. And I was really dedicated to, you know, all I had all these oils and this and that. And now I just think, well, there's no point, you know, making an effort to try and look after my hair when the front portion is not really there, which has led me a few times to um, shaving my hair bald because I figured if there's no hair on my head, no one will notice that there was a patch somewhere. So mm. that's kind of the way I, I 
try to think of it in my head that you know it's okay you still look okay bored I suppose but yeah no it having psoriasis is like I myself used to just think of it as yeah I've just got a skin condition full stop but it's so much more than that it's not just you know self-esteem and body confidence and all of that it's also the actual effects of it I'm ill all the time my friends every time I say oh I've got this they're like oh again I'm like yeah (laughs) so it's like my health is always compromised you know it's just it is hard it's really hard yeah and you know it sounds like you've you've been on quite a bit of a journey with with your psoriasis as well um and and what you were saying about people not knowing what it was at the beginning when you were back Mm -hmm. in Zimbabwe um it does happen here even in the UK especially on black skin because it sometimes looks different and so if your doctor even sometimes your dermatologist is not so familiar with what it looks like on black skin the time from your presentation to your final diagnosis can sometimes be delayed and and you said that you've been on quite a few immunosuppressants how did you get to that point in terms of realizing that maybe the creams and the steroids were not as effective and then having to go onto tablets and how did that feel for you um so pretty much so at age seven i was diagnosed in Zimbabwe and not long after the diagnosis maybe a year afterwards my family then moved here to the UK mm-hmm. which was good that I got that diagnosis beforehand because mm-hmm. when I got here it was just signing up with the GP stating whatever health issues I've got and then they just took my care on from there yeah so you know they started me first I started with a light treatment Uh, when I was in primary school and that was really good because my skin was great clear Mm -hmm. fine but you know as soon as the light treatment stopped um, I had to be on the creams so I was on quite a few ointments and steroid creams over the years and then my skin just got to a point where it was no longer reacting to anything anymore Mm -hmm. everything that was prescribed wasn't working anymore and um someone recommended this cream to my mom from the hair shop and I was when she said that to me I just thought are you going back to your old ways yeah you're going back and then so yeah someone told about this cream from the hair shop and I bought it and I tried it and it worked and I was just like okay okay what's wow what's this cream called it was called etin e-t-i-n so it was you know it got rid of the psoriasis patches but then it started to lighten my skin so a lot of people were asking you know have you been uh you've been bleaching i was like no i'd never do that no 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 and then for some reason every hair shop just discontinued this cream it was just not being sold anymore so that after that point that's when I reached like probably my only breaking point with my skin because it was all over it was everywhere um you know the things being prescribed by the doctors they were not working anymore so then the went to the GP and I just had a breakdown I just said listen is there nothing else can't I go back to light treatment or what can I do that's when they um started talking about the oral medication and then they referred me to dermatology who then took over my care 
um, and I've been on two immunosuppressants. I've been on cyclosporine and methotrexate. And um, yeah, they're the only two medication, two immunosuppressants that I've had so far. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, being at your age and having to be on immunosuppressants is, is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know where we um we've been having some um conversations on the podcast recently talking about contraception and mm-hmm. talking about having to take just one pill every day and just remembering to take one pill every single day mm-hmm. um and how difficult that really is yeah. um how have you found that in terms of taking immunosuppressants or even taking something like methotrexate and then having to then take folic acid as well on another day how have you found that always um forgot to take my folic acid and i didn't mind so much the methotrexate because it was just once a week on this on the same day every week so that was okay yeah. but in terms of the folic acid i think i only took it if my mom re- reminded me to do it but with the cyclosporine i definitely struggled with that because i was taking it um twice a day morning and night every day and that was hectic trying to remember because my mom also you know she's got me on all these other things make sure you've got your vitamin d make sure you've got that so i had so much stuff to take at the same time that i did fall you know fall off a little bit sometimes i would miss you know the days or the methotrexate day or skip a day with the cyclosporine as well so it it's it was hard but i haven't been on any of the medications since the beginning of the year I actually made the decision to stop taking I was on cyclosporine in January I made the decision to not take them anymore for now and from not taking them how have you found that your skin has reacted See, that is the thing that has been so shocking for me and my dermatologist it you know given everything that's happened this year and you know with the corona and with me my um psoriasis gets it flares up quite a lot when i'm stressed mm. and i i stress so easily so to say i've not been on medication pretty much almost all year my skin is is not doing that bad mm. so i'm i'm a bit confused i don't know why it's happening but i'm not going to i'm not going to ask questions i'll just <laughs> let it happen but yeah it, it it's just better for me at the moment because of the side effects of these medications I just it was just too much for me to to cope with yeah tell us a bit about that about the side effects of those medications because sometimes we focus a bit on sort of the frequency of infection which you'd mentioned as well in terms of coming down with quite a lot of infection mm-hmm. but what other side effects were you suffering as a result of the medications that you were taking so I started on cyclosporine first and I remember when my GP, my dermatologist was talking about it, the one thing she said that stood out was that, you know, you might be nauseous, but you, it should settle after, you know, the drug is used to your body or used to it. But that was the one of the major side effects for me. I I didn't just feel a little bit sick. I felt sick the whole day every day and i would be throwing up as well even if i'm doing all these things to like counteract the um 
you know, the side effects, it wasn't working. Yeah. But, you know, the first time I took cyclosporin, it was only for six months. So I did stick out the six months because I just wanted clear skin so bad. I said, I will deal with this, the sickness. But with cyclosporin, for me, that is the major uh, side effect. And also the same reason why I stopped taking it this year, because I was on cyclosporin, then methotrexate, then back on the cyclosporin. Um, and with the methotrexate, the side effects for me were uh, mouth ulcers, of which, you know, if you have one mouth ulcer, it's like, okay, it's annoying, but you, you can get on with your day-to-day tasks. But for me, I would have maybe five, six at the same time. Then because there's so many, they will grow and merge into one big one and couldn't eat I couldn't speak I couldn't go to work I couldn't do anything it was just it was such a miserable time and I just thought you know is it worth having clear skin is this worth it just so that I can have clear skin and for me right now it's it's not (laughs) and I mean that is quite a brave decision in terms of you know taking charge of your own health and also perhaps also having a supportive dermatologist as well who is saying okay let's just let's monitor and see and see how how things get on and I think that is amazing having you know a supportive team you know Mm -hmm. on your side as well that that sounds really great and the thing with psoriasis especially on on dark skin is that if you're having the silvery plaques on your skin especially on you know external surfaces and you did allude to it as well in terms of maybe going clubbing and saying okay it's going to be dark nobody's going to see But if it's in the summer, you might not be able to wear the kind of clothes that you want to wear. So what would you say to people about being sensitive to the fact that someone else is going through something and you don't always have to pry and invade their privacy? I think it's just the thing of, you know, if it was your family member and they're sat in McDonald's and someone just says oh my god what is what's wrong with her or what's Mm -hmm. wrong with him how would that make them feel yeah I think people I think this like this time that we live in it's easy for people to want to always have an opinion and have that opinion heard but sometimes just take a step back and think okay if this was my sister or my brother or even if it was me yeah how would I feel yeah because nobody would like someone to walk up to them and say oh what's that on your face or and the only time I've had those experiences with children which is like okay that's the children but Mm -hmm. as an adult why do you feel comfortable to you know make people feel uncomfortable yeah I think it's just a thing of just looking inwards at yourself and how would you approach this situation if it was the other way around yeah you know take it from there yeah, definitely. Putting yourself in the other person's shoes yeah. is so important. Sometimes, you know, your first thought is, oh, and I always have to kind of remind myself that mm-hmm. everyone is on their own paths and journeys. You don't know what's going on. It's not your place to want to know yeah. what's going on with something. You, why do you want to know that? So I, it, I think me having this condition has helped me to look at the world a little bit differently. When I see people, I just continue on with my business and you know, you don't need to look at somebody for a long time until it's noticeable that you're looking, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what about to women, especially to maybe a young black lady who 
is struggling with scalp psoriasis and um, having issues with her hair or her skin and her presentation in public. What would you say to her about this blow to her self-esteem? Um, I would say that it definitely takes time because for me to reach where I am now, it's only been maybe the past four years or three mm -hmm. years that I've said, okay, I'm going to start doing things that scare me. So yeah. from seven to about, you know, three years ago, that was a long process for me to come to terms with it. I think it takes time. Nobody, you know, with any visible difference is just going to wake up tomorrow and put on a bikini and walk down the road. It's a process and mm -hmm. you just have to just roll with the punches because it's not every day that I think, oh my gosh, I look terrible my hairline sometimes I look in the mirror I'm like wow yeah actually you're cute you're awesome yay yeah. it's, it's not every single day that is is gonna be a bad day it's just you know I just try to not let the bad days keep me down for too long not to wallow in it for too long so I would just say it's anyone who's asked me I just say that it's a process I did not just wake up and be like yeah I'm gonna start posting my skin on Instagram that yeah. you know it's it's a process and when the time is 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 right you will do whatever feels right for themselves that's yeah. pretty much what I'd say yeah that is amazing and what about to friends who um are supporting a friend or a family member who has psoriasis or is on immunosuppressants as well, especially at this time in COVID, um, when you know some of them might be shielding or um, isolating. What advice would you give to friends and family to be supportive and to go the extra mile to make sure that their loved ones are safe? Um, I would say that you know the most important thing is for friends and family to actually educate themselves on whatever is going on for, for you to be able to tackle something you've got to understand it so yeah. I think first things is to understand oh why might my friend not want to come out today or you know it's not always a thing of taking things personally or yeah. oh, she didn't come clubbing because you know it's not always that you have to think about oh they've got this whole situation that they're dealing with so i think once you've educated yourself and you know what's what and you know oh these are the symptoms or this could happen this could happen i think it helps you to it helps your friends to understand you better because even though my friends and family they're very like well aware of everything they will never understand it ever mm. because they're not in my situation but making that effort to try is like it, it makes you it's quite empowering actually you you feel like okay I might be alone in that I I'm the one who has this but I've got mm -hmm. all these people behind me who are willing to like take part and just I think showing interest you know educating yourself showing genuine interest sometimes my friend will just ask oh how did your appointment go oh what did they say or how and I'm just oh you actually want to know how my appointment went okay that's fine yeah so yeah just showing an interest really go go on google search oh what does this mean and it, it really goes such a long way
That, yeah, that is really, that is really important. And I think, you know, having friends that are showing an interest in the things that are affecting you mm. um, is really important so that your friends are not just for the good times, but they're also for the, for the <laughs> in-between. Yeah. yeah, for the in-between, which is where life really happens, isn't it? It's not always in the parties and the, mm-hmm. and the happy times. It's actually in, mm. the, in the lows and the, and the, and the day-to-day and it's the day-to-day yeah. living as well. And so as we round up, Michelle, what would you want people to know about psoriasis and how would you say people can also, who are living with psoriasis, can be empowered or take charge um, of certain aspects of their healthcare? Because sometimes, you know, when you have this kind of condition, it is, you feel as, you can sometimes feel, you know, out of control that you don't have the power because um, it can affect your joints, it can affect your nails. There's so many ways that psoriasis can affect you and make you feel as though you're not the one in the driving seat. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that someone who is living with psoriasis can try to get some of that power back? Um, I would say whatever it is that you love to do or you're passionate about, do it don't not do it because oh I have this and I'm saying that because when I was I would say when I was in sixth form I really 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 wanted to model so bad I was telling my parents I really want to be a model and they were helping me find agencies and all these things but you know that seed of doubt of oh but I've got psoriasis, I've got my patches are doing this. Sometimes I'm ill, sometimes my joints, sometimes, you know, all of those things pretty much stopped me from many opportunities. There's many things that I've been asked to be a part of, but because of my condition, I always said, you know, I can't do it. They would never, you know, people would never accept someone who looks like that. And, um, you know, what I would say is whatever it is you're passionate about, don't lose that passion because of this condition. Like psoriasis is not your life. It's just part of it. It's not, you know, it's not, Hey, my name is Michelle and I've got psoriasis full stop. There's so much more that you, that that's in a person. So definitely just don't, let it hold you back from doing anything and I'm so mad at myself that I realized this now I wish I would have you know figured it out a bit earlier Mm -hmm. and pursued other things but that's just you know that's just the way life works not everything goes you know the way you want it to but psoriasis is not who you are it's just you know a very small part of of you there's so much more yeah, that is that is absolutely fantastic. And where can our listeners find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's Lord Mitch and Twitter as well, Lord Mitch and YouTube as well, Lord Mitch. <laughs> fantastic! Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your story with us. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I've really had fun because I like to talk I can talk for a long time so this has been great (laughs) oh thank you that was fantastic
Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Make sure you leave us a rating or two on iTunes and share the episode with a friend or two who have not heard about us before. And please send us all your questions, suggestions and thoughts at hello at tabudoctor.com. We definitely want to hear from you. Subscribe to our newsletter as well and follow us on social media. Until next time, stay safe and keep slicing health fact away from health fiction.